Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 50 of The Prosperity Project. So today we're going to be honest and we're going to talk about productivity with one key thing. We want to make sure that your next six months ahead are your best six months ahead. So we're going to take our best knowledge, our best strategies. And actually, we don't just tell you what to do. We're hopefully practicing what we preach. And it's a lot of very practical stuff that we've learned over the course of a couple of years that I think have been game changers in our life in terms of what we feel our passions are and also getting rewards or success in it. So I hope it's going to be a really exciting episode for you. So Matthew, I'm going to give you a bit of stats to open up the episode. Are you ready? Did you know that approximately each person has 280 hours every month to do stuff with outside of working, eating, sleeping and those kind of normal times. So assuming you're going to work eight hours a day, you're going to maybe sleep eight hours a day. Outside of those mandatory things that you might do, 280 hours. Now, if you use those 280 hours to read a book, you would actually get through on average, 40 books. Well, probably not at my pace, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, because you take a long time. I don't ask how long it takes him to read one Kindle book. It takes a while. So with that much time on our hands, 280 hours, why is it so many of us feel that our lives are going nowhere? Most people believe it's because we're living unconsciously, of course, mm-hmm. rather than actually deciding ahead of time what we're going to do with our time. So I'm going to challenge you, Matt. What are some of the biggest leaks of your 280 hours? then well i'm not sure whether 280 hours is right i've not done the math (laughs) trust me i did the maths it's accurate (laughs) but ultimately even if it was half that that's still an awful lot of time we get to spend and you're right it ultimately ends up in that mindless time where you're messing with your phone or you're watching stuff on a tv now if you're a parent then you could say that some of this time is spent parenting rather than inactive and things like that But I would say that we all have a lot more time Mm. than we realize. And it definitely disappears on, you you watch something on TV and Mm. then maybe you you think, oh, well, you know what, what else is on? Mm. But how many nowadays we're more likely to binge watch something on Netflix or um, Amazon Prime or somewhere else? But also how many times are we watching something or we're watching TV and we're thinking, right, well, what else is on? What else is mm-hmm, there? Mm-hmm. So we have no thing that we're aiming to watch. Mm. We have no intent for our time, but we're looking for anything that takes our fancy to basically entertain us. We're Absolutely, looking at this screen time. and we're saying, hey, bring me something that I might like. Yes. I have no reason to be here. Make a suggestion. <laughs> but make a suggestion. Bring me something. <laughs> exactly. I hope it's good. And they say, so the average is on social media an hour a day, an hour. Now, I think if we checked our phones, I use Instagram and things like that and Facebook, kind of a little bit of a business tool as well. But I guarantee most people actually spend more than an hour on social media Mm -hmm. usually. The other flip of that is most people believe that they pick up their phone maybe about 20 times a day. It actually was more like 100 times a day people were picking up their phone to check them. Just total unconscious decision to pick up, check and see if anyone's messaged and that. So even on an average day, they say that most people 
people use the internet about two to three hours on average outside social media as well. So that's already nearly half of your time, your free time is on social media, even if you have got kids or responsibility. So the thing I want to say to you is, if time is our most valuable asset, what value are you putting on your free time? Because how you value your time is actually how you'll choose to spend it and also what portions you'll give away to other things that you believe are of value. So we're not here saying that you should or shouldn't spend time on social media or really that anything is good or bad. The challenge is that often we're doing things unconsciously, Mm. we're doing things without thought and with most things in life, if you don't have intention behind your time or your actions generally you'll end up doing things that aren't the best for you or serve what you're really looking to achieve. Mm. So if you don't plan what you might eat later in the day, then there's every chance that because you haven't planned, you don't have anything in, you'll end up getting some kind of takeaway or whatever else, Mm. which is financially and dietary-wise probably not the best thing for you. It doesn't mean it's a bad choice, Mm -hmm. but... If it becomes a choice because you haven't done something else, Mm -hmm. then it becomes poor. Absolutely. The same as if you do end up picking up your phone because you said, you know what, I'm going to go online to look at my social media because my plan is to do so. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to spend some time, whether it's limited or not, doesn't really make a difference. You know, whether you say I'm going to spend 10 minutes or I'm just going to catch up entirely. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Either of those doesn't make a difference. You could be there for an hour. Mm. That's absolutely fine if you intended on doing so Mm. and you made it an aim and a purpose and you chose it. It always comes down to intent. Mm. If there's no intent or purpose, then you will get swept up generally into poor choices Mm. and things where you think to yourself later, wow, why did I spend my time, my money, my efforts, whatever it happens to be, why did I spend it there? Mm. I'm not entirely happy with that. No, exactly. And I think I'm reflecting on, so right now Matt and I are dialing in on our macros a bit better with eating. So it tends to happen in this house. I do the cooking, the majority of it. But what we do is we will generally, both of us, go and do the shopping together. So if we don't have the boys, the two of us will go and make decisions about the kind of food we're eating. But it's up to me to kind of piece it together. But Matt and I are very focused on this batch of time, a couple of months, that we want to just dial in our macros, so balance our protein carbs and fats a little bit better we've got particular um, athletic goals that we want to try and build into our lives and so it's exactly as you say you've got to plan because if I just turn up in the kitchen having not decided what we want to eat at the supermarket or made a plan and piecemeal it together my worst dinners for everyone are just when I'm kind of like oh that'll do oh that'll do and throw it into a bowl my best dinners my most successful ones or when I've got a recipe or I've planned it out, I'm excited and I know what I'm cooking. Well, the moment you decide to hodgepodge something, so you think, oh, I've got this, so I'm going to use it. Mm, I've got mm. no intent behind it, but I'm going to use it, so I'm going to build something and make it together. If you're going to have a failure, it will generally come from that. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that every single one of those is a failure, but you can be sure that it will be that circumstance 
where the failures live. Mm, mm. Whereas when you plan things, whether it's sometimes something that comes in um, a, a ready-made kind of container, a lot of the time it's homemade from, from scratch, but it doesn't really make a difference. When there's intent behind it, mm. then there's planning and there's thought process. And that's the thing, when we're focusing on um, macros and things like that, it'd be very easy for you to go into the kitchen and hodgepodge a meal and it's not going to tick the boxes that either of us are looking for yeah, yeah. because we either don't have things out of the freezer that are ready or we don't have things in stock that we might want <laughs> yeah. to use. And instead, you're just piecing together what we've got. And the thing is, for most people, if I said piece together a meal out of what you have at the end of a week, then you probably got rice or pasta mm -hmm, sitting in the thing. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be quite heavy with a sauce, at which point if you've got a protein target to get to, then it's you're going to you're gonna find it very difficult because we we all have like chips in the freezer, rice in the cupboard, maybe pasta in the cupboard. So you've got your carb heavy stuff that's yeah. really easy to get at hand. It's the fruit, the vegetables, uh, yep, yep. the proteins and stuff, which normally they're fresher, they go off faster. And if you haven't made an intentional choice to make sure you've got them, yep. then they're not going to be there. Mm. So, and, and that really goes to your time as well. If you don't have intent for it mm. it will disappear on things that you you wish you probably didn't spend your time on mm. or at least you set would want to limit you'd mm. want to say to yourself you know what i'd rather just give that an hour rather than the three and a half hours it took <laughs> with me not even realizing yeah so we've talked about you know a couple of things that maximize your time it's preparation the other things that sap is social media what about though and i don't this kind of makes total sense also over learning is a as a one of the biggest draws of our time so a lot of people will use learning or you know the prep of managing their time and what they're going to do they'll use that process actually as escapism from doing from the action so you know filling your head with so much information about what you intend to do is kind of like the opposite of what you want to do you know you want to just start and well, just a, make use form, your time to do it it's a form of validated procrastination absolutely ultimately yeah, exactly. you're too you're too um self-conscious or you're too scared or tentative to actually make steps to something or it's too hard so what you do is you try to research it you try to understand it and oftentimes if we're researching into something to understand it better mm -hmm. it's normally because we actually are scared of failing to do it absolutely yeah. so rather than get going and then stumble a little bit and work it out along the way mm. We want to go in as prepped as we can be, or that's at least the, the story we tell ourselves. Mm. If I know enough, then I'll get it right first time. Yeah. You know what? You're still going to hit stumbling blocks. <laughs> so you may as well save yourself time and just get on. And get on with it. And that's it. Today's culture is heavy trigger laden. It's actually your focus that's the, the, the most key thing to how you use your time, right? We're so used to technology being in our face and distracting us. You've all you have to be kind of committing yourself to removing as much noise as possible. And you know, we called this how do you make the next six months the best? Well it could actually be possible that you could set some really big goals in your life and absolutely smash them in the next six months after the back of this podcast. So I, I found a quote when we were prepping for this and it's by Ryan Holiday. He's wrote a number of books about stoic practices. He's very concerned or likes to teach people about a simpler life you know stillness a lot of his books are about kind of getting rid of the ego going back to that calmness in your life and he said this this is a fundamental irony of most people's lives they don't quite know what to do with it but yet they're very active 
So they okay. don't know what to actually do with their lives, but they're very busy in the process. And I thought that was a great quote. You know, the first thing you've got to do, if you want to actually achieve some of these big picture goals that you want as quickly as possible, or at least feel like it's a huge jump forward, you've got to change what you're doing with your time. Is it purposeful? Is it deliberate? And is it goal orientated? So I think that a lot of us can look back at any given day and say, oh, you know what? I was really busy that day. <laughs> but I, was, I had lots going on and I felt like it was nonstop. But actually, step back. Mm. What did you do? What yep. did you actually get done? What did you achieve? And again, this isn't a measurement of how good you are at utilizing your time mm. or um, your sense of what's useful versus someone else's. But just for your own measurement, what did you do on your last day that you felt you were really busy? Mm, mm. If you felt that you were busy yesterday, what did you do? Because I bet you, your list of things that you actually achieved and did isn't nearly as big as you think it is. Mm, mm. So that means that you haven't spent your time with purposeful actions, with deliberate activities on your list mm. and with goals in mind instead you've certainly probably if you had a busy day had a few things that you wanted to achieve and you've you've had a few that you can point mm. to but your day will have also kind of been busy running away from you without you actually really achieving anything in various mm. parts of the day and a really simple task is when you are trying to work out how you're going to value your time moving forward to hit your goals is to record what you do you know roughly every 15 or 30 All minutes work timesheets i, I hate know those. <laughs> no i know that you have to do them for some jobs but even for a day or two i actually say well, i'm going to record what i'm doing and not correct yourself but just kind of go right in the morning i lay in bed for an extra 15 minutes and you had to get up it took me half an hour to have a shower but actually then i went on social media and actually start to label your day and actually go well wait a minute where's the the goals that are important to me where's that in in my time and it's kind of like when we have financial goals I teach people as my passion project my YouTube channel how to use money as a tool rather than money control them so I get people to create spending plans budgets if you like that include money to furnish your goals why because there's no point having a desire or a goal if it's just a pipeline dream we're going to make it happen because then usually it gets inspired and you be get there far quicker so lifestyle is very similar your life design is similar if you don't dedicate any of your most precious resource your time to it nothing it, there's you know it could happen that you get that random on your lap but nine times out of ten you have to start with that action process see i don't think it will turn up by magic mm. so unlike if you have financial goals and you do lottery there yeah. is a chance it's a small one yes but the money could randomly land in your lap and your financial goals are achieved and you can do the things that you want to do with that money mm. whereas as far as your other goals that are not based around money in any way mm -hmm. there's no mechanism for them to randomly land in your lap mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. not going to happen by themselves if you want to learn how to play the trumpet mm -hmm you aren't going to be able to buy a magic ticket that if nope. your numbers come up, suddenly you're a master trumpet player. It's nope. not going to happen. It will only occur by putting in the time, the effort, and ultimately allocating some of your time resource mm. to that to achieve. It's not a lottery. You're not going to, it's not going to happen out of the blue.
Exactly. So what are some of the steps then that you can actually do to get that con- condensed focus and make your 10-year goals come to light in the next six months? Well, the first thing is, as Matt said, decide what actually you want, right? What are you going to spend some of those free time hours doing? Decide, make it personal to you. And also, I think it, six months is a great time frame. I know like you kind of say as well for changes in your body, most people kind of say three to six months, don't they? Of like doing workout plans. It's never yeah. a quick fix. You're going to give it some time to actually allow your body well, you to want, morph and change. You want right? habits to bed in as well. So exactly. you need to give everything time to be able to focus on and also when we spoke about time and give yourself a short time to do it also one of the keys within there as well is at first don't try to take on too many things Mm -hmm. so what you don't want to do is say well I've got this goal this thing this thing if I've got 280 hours a month (laughs) then how can I allocate them no instead think of a couple of things that you can do and maybe say to yourself well if I have how many hours it is a day free Mm. then what I'm going to try to do is maybe purposefully Mm. utilize an hour and a half of that yes yep and that doesn't mean you do that for the whole six months you can do that for the first couple of weeks and then you can maybe feel like you've been good at that and then you can throw in something else that's another half hour an hour of work or focus whatever it wants to be so it's quite easy to to look at something and say it's overwhelming or about the things I want to do, mm. but start small mm-hmm. and make sure that you can be consistent with it. Absolutely. Another great thing is set aside and the most important part of your day to your task. So a lot of people swear by doing it the first thing in the morning, their most important thing, mm-hmm. because your kind of rejection process of decisions and, you know, looking for excuses, it might not be there as easily in the morning because you feel like you've got the whole day ahead of you. So do it first. It's kind of like that eat that frog mentality, get it over and done with, if mm-hmm. you like. But the, as you've touched upon, start to remove everything that doesn't allow you to focus on your goal so I'm not saying get rid of the husband and the kids or anything but you know if you find your social media hour actually you're getting more fulfillment out of going for a walk with a podcast or doing something like that maybe for 30 days or dare I say it the six months you say do you know what I'm going to give up an hour and I'm going to do that instead if it's you know health goals you go well actually I want to give up you know a takeaway on a Saturday night or I'm going to give up having biscuits in the house or you know there's going to be something really small that you will find actually you're going to declutter it and it's going to help you achieve your goal easier the next thing I would say is set short-term goals and equally be okay that you might fail at them so we all tend to have these really grand goals that you can see that they feel like they're going to take five years to achieve or you know pipeline dreams why not set small goals but actually be okay if you don't hit them as well. Like you're going to commit and see how you get on, but you're okay if it ends up taking you a different route instead. I think the key there is be okay with failure. Be okay with knowing that not everything can be done in the timescale that maybe you originally thought. Sometimes you can do things a lot quicker. Sometimes things take longer. Some things you'll do something because you felt like it was a good idea. Mm. And then you might find that you're actually less fussed about it when you give that time. But what you don't want to do is go into something expecting to fail and therefore not achieve anything. Self-sabotage. So there's there's absolutely a balance. and, And really it comes down to... When you do it for a short period of time, you'll know whether it's that important or not. Mm, mm. And for me, my 
my plan would be that if I'm doing something and I feel like I don't really want to commit, mm. then you know what? Let it go. Yeah. Get over yourself yeah. and just say, you know what? That's not for me. So I'm not going to keep it on this list. I'm not going to say to myself, I want to go out on a run every single morning. If I can't bring myself to go for a run, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. take it off your damn list. Yeah. Get rid of one of the stresses in your life. Find something else that you prefer to do, whether it's fitness or painting. What it, I don't care what it is, mm. but don't do something, fail at it, and then somehow keep it on your list. I don't think your motivation is likely to change a huge amount. So just do things and put your best effort into it and give them a go and set realistic timelines but also know that it might take longer might take less time it doesn't make a difference and anything that doesn't work out let it go and mm. replace it with something that actually resonates with you more i'm going to give as the final thing on this podcast i'm going to give a really fantastic exercise that you could do after listening to this today so there's a, an exercise which is almost like trying to step in to the future self life that you want to mm -hmm. create and so if you were to really think about it let's say in six months time you're going to achieve your five-year goals your ten the things you thought would really take a lot of effort you're going to make them happen in six months what would you be doing how would you be acting what would you be eating how would you be running your business actually start to think about the what the person looks like and their actions that you want to be in that six months. So could it be that actually to get the relationship that you want, well, to be in a great solid relationship, you could see yourself as maybe you've taken a bit more care of yourself, your self care, you've made that a focus. You've also made sure that you were, you know, speaking to new people, interacting with new people. You might have gone to a social club or taken up a new hobby where you can meet people. And then even in those micro things that you can see yourself doing, here's the great thing, start being that person today. So even let's say if you've got a goal that's actually to build a business, okay, I can see my, my ideal in six month time would be a business that's earning £2,000 a month. Okay, as a business owner making £2,000 a month, what are some of the things that I would have done to get there? What are some of the things, how would I be running my business? Brainstorm that all out. Maybe it's you've built a course or you've built a YouTube channel or a blog or you're selling a product what is something that feels like that could be it and what you do then is you're allowing your mind to start filling in the blanks for you and you're almost getting those hints on what actions you should try and take you know and because it's so short term because it's six months you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to at least try it and give it a go the thing to remember is the fitness model today is eating smart and working out most days. Mm. The person that is really good at football is playing football regularly. Mm, the mm. person that is doing well in business is probably educating themselves, researching their field that they're yes. in, understanding their customers, understanding competitors, looking for opportunities. Ultimately, whatever you want to do in 10 years, 15 years, whatever time, that action that you will be doing as part of that job or that body type or that education level, whatever, is what you'll be doing to get there as well. Mm -mm. If you want to be a good footballer, you've got to play football quite a lot and keep working on your skills. But to maintain the level of being a good footballer, you've got to go and play football. It's not yes. like Ronaldo yep. gets to skip on training sessions. He <laughs> no. goes and he runs the drills like everyone else yep. and he yep. Yep. does yep. all the little interplay and everything else. So on yep. the ball and off the ball, 
But you could say, well, hold on, but he's like the best in the world potentially. But he's still got to do that work yes. to maintain it. Yep. And the same work he did to get there in the first place. Yep. So the work never ends. Yeah. So you, you may as well get used to making that time to do those things that you will need to do eventually anyway to be the person that you want to be. Because once you reach that goal, it doesn't stop. All that happens is you've probably gone through a period of time of doing it consistently mm -hmm. where it doesn't feel as painful or an obstacle because it becomes just part of what you do. Absolutely. So really it comes down to when are you going to make that part of what you do? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Spot on. And I think the key thing is what we're saying is, you know, if you feel that something is in your goal list for six months, there's going to be a certain flow to it. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy actions. And that's what I think is really key. Start to really dial into, okay, what are the actions that could get me there? And I think with anything, we can achieve far more when we act with inspired action, when we have goals and, and prompts that we know will better our world and better other people's world. There's that secret sauce, actions plus good intentions behind it. And I have no doubt that if you, if you kind of embrace a couple of our suggestions, there'll be a couple of things that click or you'll just, you'll know what to do now because you're determined to make your six months ahead the best. Hopefully there've been some great suggestions that will make the six months, the six months that you want them to be ultimately you know this podcast is titled how to make your next six months the best six months ahead mm. any six months can be the best six months you just have to decide that it's going to be the best six months and then you need to deliver the actions to make it so if you choose for it to be then it will be if you don't commit to it if you don't put intention behind your time and your efforts then it won't be it's really a choice ultimately and the faster you can recognize that it becomes a choice of what you choose to do and where you choose to spend your time the the faster you'll get to where you want to be and the thing is it's the six months ahead that can be the best the first week won't the second week probably will still feel a bit clunky and awkward especially if you're making quite big changes to get somewhere but what you'll find is a cumulative effect of your focus and your efforts and your time mean that the six months can be amazing and also off the back of that you're looking forward to a wonderful six months beyond absolutely that was fantastic insight there thank you matt for that so i really hope that you've enjoyed this episode today it's been a lot of fun we're not perfect with how we achieve what we want to do in life by no means nobody is but we have learned a couple of things that hopefully this podcast episode it's particularly because we've had to balance family life and businesses and our own health and well-being we've had to do all the things that are quite common for normal and it's people still evolving. and it's still evolving and my goal is that this is maybe just giving you a little bit of a, a cheerleader to help you on to make the next six months the best six months particularly as we come we're going to live out the next 2021 ahead six months the world might have opened up by then you never know you might be able to do absolutely everything so if you have enjoyed today's episode, why not do a couple of things? First of all, we'd love if you hit subscribe. That means that you'll get notified when a new episode comes out. It's usually every Tuesday we upload. What time is it, Matt, that it goes live? Um, in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> Possibly ready for your commute if you're traveling somewhere. Yes, exactly. On a 
Tuesday. So once a week you'll get a podcast from us, all being well. And then the second thing is, if you have enjoyed it, we would love some feedback and a five-star review or whatever stars you wish to give us. But five, really. <laughs> five is a nice number. And we love to read what you say about this podcast and if you enjoy it. You can also find myself and Matt on Instagram mainly. I'm at Mama Furfer. Matt is at Matt Kempson. You can find me on YouTube, Mama Furfer, if you look for me. And also The Kempson House is our family YouTube channel. And finally, if you have enjoyed this podcast and maybe you've listened to a few of our other ones beforehand, then why not find that little link thing where you can share it with someone? Copy the link, go send it to someone else and say, hey, you might like this. And then maybe we'll get a few more listeners. That'd be nice. Exactly. We'd love to have people listening to our podcast indeed. It's all good viewers we have. So thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you very soon. <laughs>